You're listening to the Dad Gab Show, and here we go! Yeah! Welcome to Dad Gab. This week, it is Mike. I am not Luck, but I am hosting because Luck is uh, on assignment. I think that's what we say anytime somebody's not around. And with me, the always popular, sometimes more popular than us, Glenn. How are you, sir? I'm well. How are you? <laughs> I'm, thank you. I'm damn excellent, I think. I don't know. <laughs> Good. Let's do this. I'm not used to doing the openers. It's a strange thing for me. We just discussed this right beforehand. I don't I don't even feel right yelling the yeah thing. I don't feel like it's my I think it's my shtick, but somebody has to do it. What's your shtick then? Do you maybe you should have a different opener? I don't I I that's what I'm saying, but I I don't as we as discussed, I don't do any research, I don't plan. I just show up and I do. So it has to, it's either going to have to happen naturally or I just have to steal his gimmick. Uh, yeah, I uh, think you need to find, naturally find your own, right? Isn't that what wrestlers do? Yeah, well, not anymore. It's all written by backstage writers and everything. But yes, it should. In theory, you should be able to find your own thing. Also, are you lagging? Am I lagging? Is somebody lagging here? Because I feel like you're, you're slow in response to me. There is a little lag. I think I'm blaming you, but I'm not sure. Well, I will take that blame, I suppose. Um, so let me tell you, I don't really know what we're doing here in the opener. You guys did not do a show last week. I thought you were going to. Yeah, you know, th- some things happen. Whatever. We both had to go on assignment, <laughs> I guess. Right. That's fine. Like I told Luck early in the week, I was like, hey, Sunday doesn't work for me. We can do it Saturday. And then Saturday came and he sent me a text and he said, sorry, I fell asleep. And I went, okay, I'll text Glenn, see if he's available for Sunday. You were. And then no show ever popped up. Meh. Things happen. It's all good. Let's do it now. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that, did somebody just walk back, back behind you? Did I see somebody? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on. Totally messing up my podcast moment here. <laughs> yeah, well, no more so than the lag, but if that's Lady OG back there, can I call her Lady OG? Is that just log? Yeah, that, <laughs> that's that probably not weird. a good one, right? We yeah, should that, call her log. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> also, I feel like she just exited the room, has no idea we were talking about her. Does she still listen to the show, I hope? Uh, I think occasionally. I, I usually give her the highlights. <laughs> Does she at least listen to the ones that you are on? Uh, I think so. I think so. Uh, maybe not all the way, though. Mostly, probably just get the highlights from me. <laughs> maybe not all the way. Man, like I, we're counting on these <laughs> listeners, and we can't even get your lady to listen. My goodness. <laughs> How's your running been going? Let's do that. Oh, okay. There it is. Uh, not well. But uh, it's first of all, there's snow on the ground currently. But I did play about two hours of basketball. Now, half court, but about two solid hours of basketball last weekend. So I feel like that's actually in a lot of ways better for me than running. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty pleased. Way to that. go. Uh, did you do well? Thank you. 
Uh, I think of the game. I think I finished above 500, but just barely. I think we want to play in like seven games. I think I went four and three. Yeah. I'll take that. All right. Good. Good. Yeah. See, like the mind is there and I'm like, oh, I can do this. The body, not so much. So I got to, I got to acclimate to the fact that I am not as fast or as athletic or as jumpy as I once was. Yeah. Uh, these things happen and some of it is just not being in the game often lately you know you gotta gotta reconnect right yeah yes i feel like so what happens is like the first like game like my body is not ready at all and it's bad and like somewhere in the middle of the day is where i hit my peak like i've warmed up i'm feeling good and then generally like the last game ish is like we play one game too many always like oh we should play one more and then that last game is where i got nothing left in the leg and they're just gone yeah, yeah, yeah. These things happen. Yes, it's all good. All right. What about you? Are fun. you are you biking? Are you doing anything? Are you doing the yoga four days a week, as was initially? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not biking because I'm like once cold, and I became a wuss and quit. Uh, so this always happens in the winter where I like lose momentum. But I do have a thing. I don't know. Have I talked about this before? My uh, winter like neighborhood stuff. I'm like the creepy guy who goes around the neighborhood doing stuff. So like, um, <laughs> no, you're not there's talking an alley about this. right behind her house. Yeah, this is really creepy. I'm really presenting it great. Um, <laughs> so there's an alley behind her house, <clears throat> and the uh, the truck like plows the alley and ends up getting all over the sidewalk. And the sidewalk is a major thoroughfare to the train station. Yep. So like, I've taken it my responsibility to clear that piece of sidewalk, and then I like clear drains so that the water can like. Uh, when it's melting so that it can actually go somewhere and then on the other end of the alley there's always like this mess and like if you have a small car you can actually get stuck um and then i'm like i like clearing this anyway it's all this like snow removal i have like these three different tools now i have this like, staff of destruction i call it it's super weird and i don't know why it's like a hobby but it's like my thing Dude. Uh, i've been doing it a lot so my immediate thought is of home alone and where everyone thought they had like dead bodies in the in the can with the salt or whatever, um, do you are your neighbors <laughs> terrified of you or are they thankful? Uh, I I think they're thankful. Um, Has anyone said anything? <laughs> I think I do walk around like, uh, yeah. I mean, a little. I mean, my immediate <laughs> so no. neighbors who so no, you they are terrified of you is what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, people don't really like talk to me like when I walk further away from my house that I don't like know those neighbors as well. Um, but like, I guess they have said things. I mean, I, I rescued somebody out of the end of the alley one day uh, because their car was stuck. And then I got went and got my staff of destruction and broke up all the ice. And they were thankful for that. So I think I think so. <laughs> That's great. See, again, maybe people would not be so terrified if you didn't call it the staff of destruction. Like maybe maybe that's a maybe that's a point, a pain point for some of them. Like, eh. I don't know. That I don't. I don't walk around like calling it to them. I don't know really. that. I don't I know mean, that the one know. guy started like. <laughs> I mean, it does look ridiculous. It looks like a javelin or something, and it's like fifteen pounds of steel, oh maybe twenty-five. God. I don't know. They it's are. amazing. They're all so terrified of you right now. But then if they just go look at it, they could tell that like I'm, I'm you know, trying to do something decent, clear this sidewalk or that or whatever. Okay. I got a scraper for Christmas. I'm very excited about it. It's weird. (laughs) 
I don't know why this is my thing. It's super creepy. No, I, I mean. And then I started like emailing the city and like trying to go after the people who aren't clearing their sidewalk. <laughs> this railroad is just idiots. It's a whole thing. I'm like this weird guy. I totally get it. I don't know why. Uh, yeah. It's my thing. You're. You're like part like superhero, part grumpy old man, like together because going after the people like that. I didn't see that coming. Took a different turn. I was not. I was not ready for that. Yeah, I emailed two different apartment buildings <laughs> and a grocery store. Did you really? I, I emailed oh Walgreens. My God. What? I went after. I'm trying to get this railroad to do stuff. I was thinking about using my coding skills to. Um, like denial of service attack their emails, but then I did decide that was yeah. a bad idea. <laughs> wow. Uh yeah, that's that's <laughs> weird. I I don't I don't understand. That's a lot to process. I'm very uh very confused. Uh, <laughs> um I just want clear sidewalks, man. I, that's all I want. I understand, but going after it, I like doing the good, I get it. I'm mocking you, but not really. Like that's good. Going after apartment buildings and things, that kind of, I was a little shocked by that. I mean, in a respectful way, you know, <laughs> trying to convince them it's in their best interest. You know, they, they claim to be a commuter friendly building and, uh, you know, you've got, you have to walk to the train station and if the sidewalk to the train station is a mess, then I think it's in their interest. I mean, to you're not wrong, clear. but it's just, just a little weird. Okay. I want to open my beer and you are... You have done something. I don't know how I feel about it. Off the rails. <laughs> yes. What? Uh, well, tell me about uh, your beer you, first. I'm, I would imagine you've had it. Uh, it is a good standby for me. It is Great Lakes Dortmunder Gold. I think I've had it a few times. Yeah. Uh, Before any... Great Lakes is good. They yes. make good beer. And for a lighter color and style beer, it is excellent. Uh, big fan. And let's hear about the high ABV drink you got going today. I have a uh, Sioux City Sarsaparilla. <clears throat> I'm breaking tradition here a little bit. Uh, somehow I got hung over yesterday on three beers, and I don't <laughs> understand why. Um, and then I had to work at 4 a.m. this morning, so I feel way off kilter. So, um, root just beer go it with is. Root beer. I, I guess technically it has beer in the name, so we'll let it go. Let's try not to make that uh, a normal thing. Yeah. Okay. I think there's like a, isn't there like a dry yeah, January thing that people do? Yeah, Maybe I don't, I'm an I don't believe that. in that. Yeah. yeah. I don't believe in that at all. Good I for you. Didn't do well, that were they like me. three massive beers? Yeah. Like, were they high ABV? Were they, like, 40 out? Were you drinking No, I don't know what the heck happened. Is that what you did? Like, what happened? No, I don't know what happened. Okay, well, that's a whole other story. Uh, I left my keys in the house, and so I didn't have keys, so I couldn't get back in, and uh, Megan had to go do something. So then I, I went to the tap room instead of coming home after work, and so I drank by myself talked to this real interesting guy from San Francisco and I was I had three beers over like maybe two hours or an hour and a half. Highest one was like six, six. And all of a sudden I'm like hung over the next day. Yeah. And I'm really confused by it. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. But uh, sometimes that's how things work. Uh, you got anything else for open? I feel like this is a good, uh, good stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bye.
And we are back. We're going to do things a little different. I think we're going to talk about the question from two weeks ago and kind of branch off of there. And for those of you who don't recall, that question was, who are your three favorite dead musicians? Thoughts, sir? Uh, well, first off, some people seem to be taken aback by the strength of the word dead, which I thought was, uh, I guess, thought you know, it is sort of a sort of finality to it or something. Yeah, I, uh, I did. I did see some of that. I don't I mean, I didn't obviously think anything of it because obviously I'm the one that said it. I didn't see anything weird about it. I mean, I think other than maybe wrestlers, musicians as a profession tend to die pass away uh, at a much faster rate than a normal human being <laughs> like who just works a day job. Is that not true? Like, I feel like there are a ton. I, I, yeah, I suppose you're right. And I, I hadn't thought of it like that. Right. Yeah. Like, okay. I mean, I it's suppose, not, I, I mean, you can look at, cause you were kind and made like a spreadsheet. Thank you. Of answers. Like you can look at the wide variety of ones. And I think everybody that I'm going to list or most of the ones I'm going to list aren't even, weren't even discussed significantly. Like it's just, I think a lot of them tend to live harder, faster and die younger. And again, I take that with the wrestlers as well. And so I, I think there's no shortage of deceased musicians to choose from. Yeah. Yeah, we had uh, 29 different uh, people. That's right. And I think at least one of my answers will pro- has probably not been, I don't think was used at all. So uh, do you want to give the breakdown? Do you want to give your answers first? What do you, you want to do here? Yeah, uh, I'll give the breakdown. So the winner, <laughs> uh, winner, is that the right yeah. word? Uncomfortable. Uh, the number one vote getter was Freddie Mercury. How do you feel about that? Actually, no, excuse me. Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Well, oh, Tom, Tom Petty, Petty got Tom number Petty. one. I, I was very surprised with that. By one vote, Tom Petty. Then Freddie Mercury. And then a tie, John Lennon and Johnny Cash. Okay. Oh, wait. No. What's happening? Oh, wait, wait. wait. I totally yeah. messed that up. Johnny Cash, Elvis, Tupac. Oh, there's a bunch of them. Patsy Klein. Yeah, I was shocked to see that one show up several times. Like, I feel like that several people said that. I was kind of shocked. Um, I feel like Prince was high up there, too, wasn't he? I thought several people said Prince. I'm not trusting your your data here. What uh, My data says not very many votes for Prince. What? What Did I read the wrong? Uh, maybe I read the wrong thing. I, I looked at the I tried to look all over Facebook get all the answers I could get. Yeah, people tend to not always answer them in the same spot, so you got to look around. Um, how did you feel about Freddie Mercury being so high? I think some of it is probably the result of uh, that movie that just came out, uh, and it's sort of a resurgence of Queen generally. Yeah, uh, that, that's kind of what I was thinking too. I, I mean, the guy's a legend, so it, and very interesting and, and good music and uh, great stage presence. It makes sense. Uh, I didn't vote for him, but yeah, it makes sense to me. <laughs> All right. I saw, I saw, I see two votes for Prince. So I guess I, I guess I did. Uh, I get overshot that one. My apologies. It's all good. It's all good. 
Okay. So what were your answers? Um, actually, so my answers probably would throw it. Uh, so I, I, I say John Lennon, Johnny Cash, and then one that nobody's going to know, Peter Steele. He's the uh, lead singer of Typo Negative. Ah, yeah. ah, oh, good. Ah, well done. Yeah, well, I know a few things. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, Peter, so Peter with Steele my votes, it would push. Up. Sorry. Uh, with my votes, it would push uh, John Lennon and Johnny Cash up uh, to a tie for third and all those others. Elvis and so on out. Interesting. Well, but one of my 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 obvious number one is Tupac. Oh shoot! Then you tie for he's ties two now. Yeah. I'm I'm throwing up some signs uh, on the. Yeah. On the... <laughs> uh, can you do that? Is that weird? I think it's weird. I didn't say it out loud. I just the only one who knows what I did <laughs> is you. So that's what we do. That's why I didn't say anything. Um, yeah. What's What's interesting for me is I actually have like most of my favorite musicians are currently still living. So like, it wasn't like, uh, like when, when slash dies, I'm going to lose it. Obviously like that'll be a huge deal breaker for me. Like I will, I'll lose my mind. Um, I, and I will be way more upset than anyone should be over a musician. You don't know, but that is what it is. Um, you know, John Frusciante, people like that, like most of my like core people are still living. So this was uh, like, I had a bunch of like, Oh, that like guys that, had like mid-level impact on me as musician people if that makes sense yeah did you give them all yeah i didn't because do you want my official my official answer is tough um because all right so i had considered scott wyland yeah i see the face now i'm very hit or miss on scott wyland like i love early stone temple pilots i thought early stp was fantastic i thought late stp was garbage and i think velvet revolver is probably the worst thing that slash has ever been involved with so it's a real conundrum for me with scott wyland i what's what's the face there are you firm on that one that's a vote no no i'm just you're very strong i mean opinions here the velvet revolver i would have expected it's bad someday i'm going to make a list of every official recording that slash has been involved with and the Uh, very bottom is the first velvet revolver cd it's not good and that's coming from a guy who loves slash loves duff mostly really likes scott wyland and wanted velvet revolver to be good it's not are we clear we're clear on that (laughs) all right okay so he doesn't yeah, he doesn't understood. officially make understood. the list, but I think he's, he's right there. Um I think I want to put Dimebag Daryl on there. Guitar player from Pantera, of course. Yeah, right, I think yeah, you gotta there, mention there was, uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh there was some there was a vote. For I'm him. not a huge Pantera guy though. Yeah. Like I like some Pantera, but I'm not one of those people who is, you know, like diehard Pantera guy, but I think I really appreciated what he brought to the world of guitar and the way that he died, like somehow like makes it worse for me. Like, it's just, it's just really sucky. Yeah. Right. For those who don't recall, especially as a musician dying on stage. Right. He was shot by a fan on stage. Like just what a mess. Yeah. Terrible. 
Um, so I think Dime will get one. And then I've kind of been floating. Like I considered Lane Staley of Allison Chains. I was a big Allison Chains guy back in the day. I don't yeah. listen to them as much. They're underrated. They're they really, really are, good, right? But it's 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 a tough listen sometimes. Like I feel like Allison Chains music can only bring me down. And that's oh, a, that's true. That's it's tough, dark. That's a, right. It is all of it, and so it's it's a really kind of tough. To kind of, I I honestly I stay away from Allison Chains a lot these days. Um, he's not dead, but he might as well be because he's gone off the deep end. Uh, Travis Meeks of Days of the New, when he passes away, I'll be real sad. I know I've gone rogue here, but he's a mess. He's a mess of a human being, and like he will be on there for me because I I love the first three do- Days of the New albums. I think they're great. Um. Yeah, that's right. I mentioned a living person in this segment. How do you feel about it? You're not the only one. Somebody uh, made some shots at Keith Richards in in the from the audience. <laughs> yes, yes, right. Yep. Um, yeah, Matt C. So my my uh, yeah yeah yeah. Uh, so my my last spot comes down to one of two people, and I've actually kind of been flip flopping on this a bit. Oh, one of them would be Chris Cornell. Um. Just, yeah, you know, uh, for obvious reasons, I I liked Soundgarden a lot. I I found Audio Slave to be hit or miss, but some of the Audio Slave that was good was really good. Um, yeah. Also, the the man, the suicide angle always like hurts a little bit, you know. And a lot of these guys, you know, Kurt Cobain and and stuff like that. Ugh, that's a, um. But the other one that I'm considering, and this actually just kind of popped into my head, and I think it's my answer, is the Rev, who was the drummer from my brain just froze. Avenge Sevenfold. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah, I understand. That fell flat on you. And here's why. Um, he died after the second album. I know you're not a big Avenge Sevenfold fan. You're wrong, for the record. Um but uh, he died after the second one, and I think it very much changed the dynamic and the and the the style of the group. And because he was such a good friend to all those guys, I think they took a more decidedly dark turn after, excuse me, the second CD, which is when he died. And I I think I think it kind of changed them in a darker direction that I don't necessarily want to go down that path as much. So I think because it changed them and they were a, a big time favorite band of mine, if he were still alive, I think they would be a different direction. I would probably be a little more pleased. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really interesting take on the, on how to answer the question is the, the influence their death had in some ways. Yeah. So, right. Like, look, obviously, you know, there's lots of great answers out there, you know, Elvis and, uh, uh, you know, Michael Michael Jackson barely got anything, right? I feel like he was barely mentioned. And, like, you think about how important his music was. Yeah. And, and like, people just kind of, eh. Like, he didn't, he didn't get a lot. So, yeah, to me, it was very much, like, how it affects my listening experience. Yeah, I mean, for Michael Jackson, I think some of it is the tarnishness of his 
potentially of his later life and how he may have tarnished his own image. Yeah. Agreed. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I don't know. You, uh, uh so I have some, uh, there's some further reflection in here. Okay. Um, first off, we had two people who voted twice cause they were very excited. So shout out to <laughs> Gina and Lance. Um, <laughs> did they vote for different people each time? Uh, uh, yeah, I, well, at least that's my read. Maybe they were like really just trying to give like alternative ideas. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, or they just are very excited. It's, it's fair. They both, they both did, uh, list a total of six people. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I, I really, the, the most striking three court, like, uh, trio that someone picked yep. was from Cherish, uh, David Bowie, Tupac and John Denver, which I thought we were just way all over. The yeah. Map. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Um, she also, by the way, is a huge Red Hot Chili Peppers fan and was about as excited about John Frusciante coming back as me and your wife. Like, she was real excited. And that, like, that just makes my day, like, to know that anybody else was as excited as me. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, and then I have questions on sure. a few of these people. So uh, French brought up Kurt Henning. That's a wrestler, <laughs> right? And he, there's some wrestling video he did uh, or yes, something? Yes. At one point in, yes, in, one point in WCW... Uh, they brought in Master P, you may recall. No, they, they didn't. Well, no, they didn't. They did. And he was part of a group. And they had, and they were the good guys. Um, odd. And so they needed... Wait, Master heels. P was a good guy? Yes. And so they needed heels to go against them. And singing the song Rap is Crap was the West Texas Rednecks, uh, which is funny because it was fronted by Kurt Hennig, who's from Minnesota. Oh, what tops it off is uh, Master P just moved to Minnesota. <laughs> Did he really? That's weird. Yeah, there's like in the, in the Star Tribune, which is like the big newspaper, they had a whole thing about it. His kids are going to like uh, a private school that's good at basketball and like it's like a whole thing. Wow. <laughs> that way to bring that full circle there. Well, that's, uh, that's impressive. Yeah. Uh, and then, okay, another one. Isn't Randy Rhodes a wrestler? Lucas brought up Randy Rhodes. Is that oh, wait, is that not a wrestler? Whoa, oh, oh, you, you're 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 losing your cred here, man. He was a guitar player for Ozzy. Oh, who's Randy Rhodes? He's a guitar oh, player. Oh, yeah, okay, but he wasn't Randy Rhodes a wrestler too. No, that's Dusty Rhodes, man. Dusty, shoot! <laughs> I knew that. I knew that guitar player for Ozzy. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, Sorry. look at There's you. Been so many. Just, I get confused. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I fell on my face. Sorry, Lucas. My bad. My bad. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, I can't wait for him to text me as he's listening to the show and be like, "How did Glenn think Randy Rhodes was a wrestler?" <laughs> oh man, yes. My bad. My bad. I'm real excited for that text. It's coming. I'm sure it's coming. Yeah, and he had Dimebag on his list too, so I should have connected all of this and I, yes. I messed up. I mean, he went real metal, um, didn't he? But he had Freddie Mercury too. Oh, which, maybe not. Okay, uh, I thought somebody went, had three like metally people, but I maybe yeah, I missed. I don't know. It's been two weeks. Yeah. Um, what other comments did I have? Uh, yeah, the Keith Richards thing. Uh, the Beastie Boy. I thought that was a good one. Adam Yausch. I don't know his name. How yeah, his last name? I didn't either. I that, right. One. That was very like out of nowhere to me. But good answer. I'm on board. Yeah, influential. The um. The day the music died, I think, was almost fully represented. 
Uh, yeah, they were. The Big Bopper, Richie Valens, and Buddy Holly were all voted for. Yeah, that's interesting too. Yeah, the town next to, well, kind of near where Megan grew up is the where that happened. And um, we went to the, the site and it's really kind of weird, but interesting. It's yeah. like a big set of glasses that are like Buddy Holly glasses. And, nice. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. On a back road in the middle of nowhere. How do you feel about that? Like memorializing musicians and especially ones that died in various tragic ways. Like, like, you know, um, strawberry fields, like, uh, in New York, it's not in New York, but somehow the, the thing is for John Lennon's in New York. And I, I always got confused by that. Oh, I guess it was near his house. That's why. Right. Okay. Duh. The Dakota. Okay. Um, whew, I'm losing it today. Yeah. Uh, it must be, it must be that root beer. Yeah. Whew. Strong stuff. Um, <laughs> how do you feel about that? Like, as a way, uh, um, another one is uh, Jim Morrison. Somebody voted for uh, him, and there's the grave, I think, in London. Yep. Like, how do you feel about that as a way for um, the fans to connect with those who have passed? It's an interesting thing. I, I haven't really thought about it. I think it's. I think it speaks to how music somehow like touches all of us in in its own sort of way that almost nothing else does. And so, you know, what, you know, what speaks to me doesn't necessarily speak to you, but when something speaks so deeply, you know, to somebody, we, we go to the lengths and the extremes to, you know, to still kind of memorialize that. I, I don't know. It's an, it's an interesting phenomenon. I don't really think it happens pretty much anywhere else. Maybe presidents, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're kind of right, though. I mean, you don't really have like a pilgrimage to a, a grave with many other folks. I mean, maybe literal pilgrimages for religious reasons. But besides that, I would say musicians kind of are the second most sort of revered dead in a physical sense, too. Yeah. So it's a that's it's kind of why the, the question spoke to me. My apologies to those who may have taken offense of my use of the word dead. But uh yeah, again, I think, and the answers themselves, I think, show that music speaks to us in a weird way, and I love it. Yeah, I agree. Now that guy presents Kigab. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It's, uh, it's not everybody's favorite segment, because I know the Todd's and ends, but it's, uh, it's our, it's our um, every week segment, Kigab. Yeah! Uh, yeah! Uh, as you know, uh, the wife and I are expecting, and tomorrow uh, we learn the gender of the child. And uh, I have like apprehensions in different directions, and I thought maybe we'd talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, now, may I? Now, I, I feel like I'm going to ask this again because I feel like when we when we first had this initial conversation, we talked about who are you going to tell and in layers and in how often and how quickly have you guys still, are you sticking with your plan? Are you going to tell people? Are you telling immediate family first? I assume. And then, you know, spread out like, but I know sometimes people change their, their gig on this. Are you still telling people? Uh, yeah, definitely still telling people. Um, we're trying not to make this a big deal. Uh, at least the gender stuff. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll tell people tomorrow, like family. And then, um, the girl, the girls at work, as Megan puts it, uh, wanted to have a little thing. So she's bringing like cookies or something and it has a color on them, but that's out of, uh, 
out of the behest of the the group, not out of her own desire. I think. <laughs> okay. I mean, she doesn't mind it. I mean, who doesn't like cookies? But uh, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, unless you're a pie and ice cream guy. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have to hear about that freaking poll some more? <laughs> I wish. Well, Facebook won't let me. So. Um, Thank God. Yeah. Still mad I lost. Anyway, so that's cool. Like, I'm glad that you guys, I mean, it, the whole thing is just a very, it's a, all of it is like a, a very like stressful, strange situation. Like, well, like, who do you tell? What do you tell? When do you tell? Um, have you guys started discussing names or are you going to wait until you find out tomorrow? Yeah, we've definitely started talking about names, but I think it, in, in earnest when we have a gender, I think. Sure. Um, I think we'll probably be a little more reserved with telling people names, but uh, I don't know. I know. I think it was it you that said that you uh, you kind of had some in mind, and then you wanted to like see the child, and somehow that was affected your, yeah. your thinking. Yeah, we were. I I would say probably ninety eight percent sure by the time we went to the hospital what we were going with, but still, it's one of those things you just we wanted to hold on to that moment just to make sure that we didn't have a last minute change of heart or something just seemed different. And we went, nah, that doesn't look like uh, you know, this or that. And so also I think in, in my opinion, when you tell people the name ahead of time, you give them a chance to tell you whether they like it or not. Not, not yeah, that they I, should, but when you'd be like, Hey, we're going to name them this, then they go, Oh, that's sweet. Or oh, yeah, that's sweet. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> Once, yeah. once the child is born and Goodness. you say, this is our child, it is X, then that's done, done deal. You, some reason people feel like they can like weigh in and I'm not saying I haven't done it. Sorry if I have like, but I feel like, people feel like they can like weigh in <laughs> on the naming process. If it's before the child has made its presence. Yeah, yeah. Once it, once it's born and it's on the birth certificate and all that stuff, it sort of has a finality to it, and it makes people exactly, self-censor, right? Probably. Exactly. But for whatever reason, <laughs> when child is in in belly, like they're like, mm, let me, you know, this is a good name. Did you have you considered this? Like, <laughs> well. yeah, it's a, it's funny how how we work as a. Uh, primates and communities and i don't know <laughs> it's great though yeah. yeah so uh go ahead um so i'll zone in on uh gender a little bit as as so in particular uh i was thinking especially you and luck are the fathers of ch children or of daughters yeah. excuse me uh i i had this like i don't know i think i have a different set of worries if it's a daughter and i wondered what your reaction on some of those are um, yeah, especially uh, like, uh, like, do you worry about like gender roles in like playtime, like dolls and dress up and like fake kitchen stuff and all that? Like, is that a, is that a problem you think at all in your world? Uh, that, no, that doesn't, that, that doesn't, uh, that doesn't bother me or that is not anything I've considered. I'll, I, so let me preface this, if I may. My my belief yeah, has always been that at the younger stage, girls are easier, and at the at some point around the teenage stage, I think boys are easier. That is my opinion, and it is so 
rooted in really? this one belief. And look, I'm not trying to cause any heat here, but here it is. <laughs> I think it is easier to teach a boy to respect girls than it is to teach a girl to respect herself. And that is my that is my belief. Take with that as you will. Oh, I see your face. Yeah. And I think as a teenager, you can kind of curb dudes. You can try and curb dudes from being jerks. I think you can. But I don't know how you teach self-confidence, whereas, which everybody deals with. Everybody deals with. I just think that for what it's worth, girls often get more taken advantage because Society yes. leans on yes. them in a different and way. So, whereas I think, as a yeah. as a father of a boy, your job is to be like, listen, you know, make sure you treat women respectfully. Blah blah blah. This, that, the other, versus trying to teach a growing girl to woman, hey, respect yourself. There's going to be people who don't respect you. S- stay away from that. I think that is a that is a that is a more difficult thing to teach. And I understand that I am tiptoeing. Yeah, my, my initial I'm reaction. Yeah, yeah, my initial reaction was like, yeah, I, I feared the heat uh, that, that could come. But I actually, I, hearing you say the whole thing out, I think you're actually acknowledging sort of uh, the patriarchal society that we have and, and the advantage that, that uh, males have. And basically you're saying like, it's easier to curb those in the advantage place than to lift up those who are Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I, I will accept of... that. And also, the, the other side of it is, for whatever reason, in my opinion, little, little girls, as I've seen them, tend to listen better. Whereas, like, look, when I go to my kids' school or in their daycare, the boys are running like crazy monsters, like doing everything they can. And the girls are generally more respectful, which is why I say younger, at the younger age, <laughs> like I was like, oh, things are sweet. I am dreading the time when that switch flips. That's my that's my thought. Please don't hate me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think I think it's a I think I can follow it. I don't think you're way off base here. <laughs> okay, but so that I wanted to I wanted to preface that as my feeling. So now you have a baseline of what my my thought process is. What are your concerns? Um, other than the gender role thing. Yeah, yeah, I just started that one because I thought it was the easiest and more most relevant. But like, I think some of these are about when you get older, when they get older, um, like um, how how much uh, your daughter may be involved in like sports and STEM stuff, like things that are like not uh, that gender role in some way. Like, um, not that women don't play sports, but I think they've been just you know, there's not the same encouragement in the same way. I don't know. Do you do I know Luck talks about this a lot and, and how he's just trying his hardest to, to teach his daughters about sports and the, and the environment and things like that. I, what do you think about that? Uh, I don't currently because until she's like, I'm not going, I'm, I will neither like, look, basketball is in our house because I love basketball. It's on yeah. TV at our house. That's a thing. But I will neither persuade nor dissuade her one way or the other like i my style as such as it is at this very point in time and it may very well change is to see what the child is interested in and try and nurture that that now i i can't say that that won't change at some point but at this point look 
She loves dancing. She's like, so dance classes are on the horizon. Great. You know, she's shown a little interest in maybe strumming a guitar. Cool. We'll do that. If she doesn't, that's fine. Look, if if the legacy of me playing a guitar player dies with me, then that's fine too. You know, but if that's the thing she's interested in, great. At this point in time, I'm waiting to see as she's just starting to blossom, she's about to turn four, into what really speaks to her, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, I, I like that thought, and I don't know how to be, um, like, I fear the bias that I may bring, but, like, the active thought of trying to be unbiased and not steer too hard, I like the idea of that. I don't know if I can accomplish that, and I know it's, you know, years worth of that, but, you know, I don't know. I, there's something beautiful about that. Well, if that's a compliment, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Yeah, to say it that is. I don't also, like, look, my kid loves the Red Hot Chili Peppers. She, she will listen to slap. It's not like I haven't to some extent, like, yeah, eh, maybe you want to listen to this. You know, but she also loves Disney music and thinks it's like the best thing in the world. You know, is that my jam? No, sir, it is not. But she likes it. She's happy with it. Like, let's go. That's great. Yeah. Do you ever like, uh, I don't know. This is weird, but. Like, is there ever like a intent to do something different and like exposed to something that's like outside your wheelhouse or, or um, your wife's wheelhouse or like, just like, okay, let's just try everything. And, and so as to not bias or anything, like, is that a, is that an, an, ever an idea? Uh, I think so to an extent, like, obviously I, there are things that I don't like doing. I'm not much of an outdoorsman, you know, just not my jam. Like I don't really enjoy the outdoors as much, Yeah. Some, but she does. To this, you know, and I'm not going to be, you know, so I try and support that as much as I can. I, I won't, I won't be like, hey, let's go outside and hang out in the heat. No, I don't like that. <laughs> but if she really wants to go out and, you know, sidewalk chalk and play with bubbles and all that kind of stuff, like, cool, man. I'm not going to tell you no based on something yeah. I don't like. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, what else you, has got you um, worried over there? Uh, and they're they're even bigger, and uh, I don't know. This is weird, but it's fine. Um, I was thinking about this, uh, the draft, and I know this is kind of a thing this week because of all the stuff happening in the world. Yep. But I was thinking about this, but even before that, like that. Uh, what is your feeling about the draft, and and should uh, your daughter have to sign up when she turns eighteen? That's. Uh... I don't know that I've ever considered, I, like, I saw that on the list, because you sent me a list of things that are, you know, you've considered to talk about, and it's so far from my mind, I don't know, it just doesn't, it just doesn't feel like something I should consider. I don't know, I like that you think about it. I- <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, you're years and years off, I get that, but I don't know, it, it feels like, um, and this is me asserting my opinion, uh, it, it feels like if we're trying to have equality, then everybody should have to sign up for the draft, even though the draft's never going to happen. Right. And I, and I said, right. I hope. And right. And it, I think that's my, I think that's probably why I don't think about it is my assumption is that it's not going to happen again, in yeah. which case it's, yeah. it's a moot point and uh, don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, symbolic in my opinion. fair, fair as a show of equality in a way. I don't know. All right. 
Uh, okay, let's go back. Rewind about uh, 17 years or 17 and a half years. Uh, how do you feel about the excessive coloring? Uh, I, already, I already biased my damn question. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel about the excessive coloring that occurs via genders uh, for babies? So like the nursery's got to be blue or it's got to be pink or, you know, the onesies and all that stuff. How, how do you feel about all that? I, I, I mean, I don't think it bothers me. I feel like it's... Uh... Uh, when I found out we were having a girl, I uh, I said to my wife, I said, "Does it have? Does everything have to be pink?" She said, "No." <laughs> she said, "She said it can be purple or, or some some very like in her room." But you know, like, and my daughter loves pink stuff, man. Like she loves her some pink stuff, and that just is what it is. Um, I don't know. I mean, I it's fine. It's fine. I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me probably as much as it bothers you. <laughs> oh man. Sometimes I worry that I'm just going to be so anal retentive. Maybe I'll just loosen up. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's something, right? Like we all have our moments, but at some point it's a human being that has its own thoughts and opinions. And it, it, it sometimes you just have to allow those to happen and just be like, all right, fine. Like that's what we're doing. So. You'll be fine. Yeah, I just worry about the the influence I have on those at times. You know, like the bias that I bring to the situation or that I allow others to bring into the situation. Like, I don't know. And now I'm going too far, admittedly, but let's just roll with it a little bit here. Like, if if they're exposed to excessive pink as a, as a girl, does that, like, enhance this whole, like, mystique of sort of um, – frailty is the word but like that gender role that is like the the pink princess thing like is that a is that like does color matter is it it's a building block to that whole uh like mystique which i i'm worried about i don't want that i want i want something more organic and to let the child you know head the direction they want to head not be overly biased by uh by these these norms and i think i'm fighting a an uphill battle. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I understand your point. Can I ask where does, uh, lady OG, where does log stand on this? What was that? Where does, how does, how does your lady feel about all this? Wait, could you, Oh, um, I think she's in a similar spot. Uh, I might be a little more, uh, in my head about it, but I, I think she, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think she's a similar. Sure. Spot. I mean, I think to an extent, I mean, there's, there's two, you know, geez, Louise, I feel like we're going to get like deep here, but I feel like there's two ways you can think about it. It's either the kid is going to be who they're going to be. They have an innate set of things that are going to come out one way or the other, or that you can influence it. But either way, like as a parent, how about this? Wouldn't you rather it be you influencing the child than somebody else? Oh, for sure. For sure. But I, I only have so much influence, I, I believe. I mean, I have a lot. It's a, a no. good percentage. No, nurture, but you and your wife will have the most influence, at least in the beginning. Yeah, definitely. And then we control the access of the other folks who may have the influences I might not want. But it's those sorts of things that I um, that get in my head a little bit, like uh, those reinforcing you know, gender roles or any other weird thing that I don't, that I may not want. And I don't know. 
uh, yeah, I understand that I had that influence. I think it's the weight of that influence is, is what flies through my head and all the nuances of it. Yeah. And I think at some point, if you if you micro uh, think about every little thing and how it affects a kid, uh, you're just going to be worse than as a parent anyway. But right now I'm struggling to get my head in the right spot so that I'm not overthinking later, I think. Well, I think one – it's valid points. But I think the one thing that you are not – you're not considering is at some point you're going to be so tired that you're not going to be thinking about it anyway. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Right. Like I have the luxury think, of, uh, uh, of time right now, I guess. Yeah. Right. You do. And at some point you will not, and your brain will just want to shut down and just be like, no. And look, my kid's a great sleeper. She was a great sleeper almost from the beginning, but still like I was tired as can be. I'm still tired as can be like, you know, at tired minds don't tend to run as many laps, I guess. And you'll have less time to consider some of this stuff. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Fair. Well, we'll see. The The journey continues tomorrow. I'm excited for you, man. Very excited. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Should be cool. And welcome back one more time. Odds and ends. I've been told it's everyone's favorite segment. Have you? I have. Do you not agree? <laughs> no, it's fine. I, I didn't. I heard this infamous vote that happened. I don't know where it became the favorite segment. Isn't the whole show odds and ends almost? <laughs> <laughs> yes, mostly. But this one is labeled odds and ends, therefore it's odds and ends. Hey, uh, I was thinking, I just, uh, this has popped in there. I don't know. Um, but it's a thing that I've been meaning to ask you about. Um, have okay. you heard of this place called Rodell Brewing? <laughs> no, tell me more. <laughs> I just, I just love that you have to bring it up every time I bring it up. So here it is. I got to, you know, I got to, I got to sneak one in here. I don't think you were prepared for that. It actually segues into a topic I had. Um, so I told you how I got locked out and I went to the tap room Yep. and uh, started drinking by myself. And I don't do that very often. I don't know. Does, does the by yourself thing happen uh, more often as a, as a parent, like somebody's holding down the fort with the kid and then somebody else is out somewhere doing something and occasionally you're by yourself. Is that a thing? I know Luck talked about it with movies. Right. Uh, it hasn't been for me. Um, I know that, that like at some point in previous points of my work, when we were in better shape, they'd occasionally let us go a little early, you know, like, Hey, just get out of here, you know, an hour yeah. early. And like, well, yeah. then yeah, like I'm, you know, right where I work, there's several breweries right around. And so, yeah, I'm going to go to one of those. Like the wife doesn't have time to, you know, get out of her job and get over there by the time she does we'll have to leave get back get the kid whatever so yeah, yeah it's not to say that it hasn't happened and i think that phones definitely help because then you don't look like quite as much of a weirdo just staring at your beer at the end of the bar but it's not generally my thing yeah, I felt awkward for some reason, but then like I ended up the the guy next to me, uh, he was very interesting, and uh, his friend like had to go, and so he was just started talking to me, and we had a very lovely conversation. It was 
it's actually kind of deep at times. I haven't really done that very often. I don't know. I I like the mystique, the idea of the the bar room, uh, you know, at the bar conversation. And somehow it's important that it's at the bar. I think the the tabletop itself, you know, I think somehow that encourages that that form of convert, you know, uh, strangers having conversation. Yes, I agree. I right. I think also a go, a good bartender can kind of parlay is that the word I'm that into it as well. You know, if you're having a good conversation or you can kind of speak into the bartender, but somebody else hears the conversation as the bartender's kind of moving back and forth, then they can kind of chime in. And then all of a sudden you're talking to the patron, not the bartender while they go off and do their job. So yeah, like uh, it's an yeah. interesting. It kind of happens at Rodell, right? <laughs> oh, does it? What is this Rodell you speak of? <laughs> Absolutely. It does. Uh, yeah. Last time we met a guy who lives above there who doesn't drink beer, but he comes because he's allergic to it, but he comes down and drinks anyway. And so, yeah, that is a very odd, sometimes deep conversation with him. Uh, yeah. While probably yeah. eating pretzels and maybe uh, some frozen pizza that was cooked. Oh, nice. Right on. Yeah. I think it's fun. I, I, except for the weird hangover I had, I would, uh, I would maybe try it again, even though well, this maybe. one was a bit dramatic, but you know, maybe not with, without the drama, you know? Well, maybe you should do it. I mean, I'm been a proponent of you going and, and spending more time at this place anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, go do it, man. Because yeah. you're, you're probably, in my opinion, you probably won't once the kid is here. Just just my thought. I don't know. Maybe the lady will want you out of the house, but my <laughs> guess is she'll probably be wanting you to do something. And if she finds out you're out drinking and having a good time while she is at home taking care of said newborn, that may not go over as well as you hope. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's not my style, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it would have to be a sanctioned activity. This one just sort of kind of happened accidentally. So, <laughs> was it an accident, or did you lock your keys in on purpose? And can you do that? No. Can you it do was that a whole again? Thing. No, my sister-in-law was at the door letting the dogs out, so I didn't have to take my keys to lock the door. So I didn't grab my keys. It was a whole freaking thing. I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> I've lost keys a few times. My neighbor at my neighbor's house once, and like now everybody know. I'm now I'm outing myself on the podcast. Uh, losing keys and not having them on me is like it's my thing, and uh, it's tragic. And okay. I don't want it to be my thing, but it's my thing. And everyone can make fun of me. I'm an idiot. No, no, that dude. That's you have built in a perfect out for the next time that you need to go just drink by yourself. Like then you just lost your keys. Oh my god. Silly gladness is what happens, and then boom. <laughs> and you I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> no, that's perfect. Like, <laughs> you have laid the groundwork, my friend. That's 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 magic. No, I don't want it to be my thing. I can't keep doing it. I can't like make it into being on purpose. Well, right, you like don't that. want to do it so often that it's a tell. But I mean, <laughs> I feel like it's a thing you could work out. Like you just periodically. If you're already known for doing it. There's something mischievous about that. I'm just not up for, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, it's right up my, right up my alley. That's kind of thing. Mischief. All right. Spe <laughs> speaking of mischievous, I don't know why I think trick daddy is kind of mischievous. For some reason I thought, uh, I read an article about him. You know, trick daddy. We talked about uh, master P. I feel like trick daddy and master P are. Yeah. Uh, I feel like similar. he's been trending on Twitter recently and I haven't looked to see why he got arrested for something again. Um, 
but I today I went back and I, uh, I had a good friend uh, that when his the album uh, www.thug.com came out, <laughs> uh, okay. he was really into it. And uh, so I went and started listening to it today. Oh my, it was amazing for my life. I just really enjoyed it. And it's it's weird that I'm into this. I have like a rap thing going lately. Uh, oh yeah? I thought that was, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think we, we watched Rhythm and Flow, which is that uh, Netflix um, reality TV show. Okay. You see it has T.I. and uh, Nicki Minaj and Chance the Rappers, the uh, judges. Okay. Is Nicki Minaj? No, Cardi B. Cardi B. Excuse me. I shouldn't have screwed those two up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so then, I don't know. I've been listening to rap more, and, and I, I had a big flashback today listening to Trick Daddy. It was very delightful. That's good. I mean, <laughs> I guess I'm proud of you. I don't, I don't know. From uh, typo to trick daddy, I guess that's 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 your story. Uh, yeah, we had we had some people over the other night, and for some reason, I, I like to claim my eclectic music. So then I was just trying to piss people off by like swinging as far in different directions as I could. Okay. So like I had um, so trap music. That's Ti apparently is known for creating trap music, or he thinks he created it, or something. Um, certain style. Have you heard of trap music? I, I only learned about it recently, so I'm. I, Certainly, to some idiot not knowing what he's talking about. Yeah, I'm not real familiar with it. I've heard the the term. Okay. Anyway, so I I started a Pandora station. I found the song I like, so I played that, and then I switched over to Opeth, which is like progressive metal. Yeah. And then I think I switched to like a country song that I like, and I was just trying to mess with everybody in the room and just kind of make them mad in the conversation. Like it kept breaking up the conversation. You're like, Glenn, what are you doing? Like, why are you playing this music? <laughs> Look at you being a heel. That makes me happy. My inner <laughs> heel smiles greatly at this. I do my best. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, to me, rap died with the, the end of gangster rap. I was very big into uh, Tupac, Snoop, before he became like like this fun like guy that everybody likes. I liked, I liked Dangerous Snoop. That was my era. So back then, that was my jam. I there's this like trinkets and like uh, interesting like gift store that's uh, they have like a mini chain around here and there's always like really interesting like uh, the uh, somehow there's like this book what is it it's Snoop Dogg cooking what and he's on the front with this like silly face and it's like recipes from Snoop Dogg and I just couldn't help but laugh like Snoop Dogg is just way out there in the world these right. days. Right, I, well, I mean, he hangs out with, right, with Martha Stewart and stuff, right? Like, that's, like, it's weird. Now, like, everybody's just like, ah, it's Snoop, it's fine. But, like, no, like, Snoop to me was, like, I liked Dangerous Snoop. That was that was my era for Snoop. And then after that, I, meh, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, do you have anything else for that? I feel like that just petered out. Do you have anything else for an odds and ends segment that you might want to discuss? No, I think we did. Uh, we did good here. <laughs> good enough. Um, so I had no question prepared, but, uh, you had said, you know, you were going to, maybe we might bring up some rap and I thought maybe we'd talk about rap, but no, no, no. I have something else that popped into my head. It is often the case. I want to know, here is my question. 
And this literally just came to me as we were talking about Rodell. You're welcome. Uh, What is your favorite brand and toppings of frozen pizza? Like, I don't want you to just say Tombstone or DiGiorno or Jack's or whatever. I need to know what your go-to frozen pizza style and brand is. I like this. This is a, a near religious debate. Right. Some folks. Right. So and you've done, you. you've done well. They can't all be winners, but I'm hoping this one is. Yeah. I had Did this debate you? recently. Well, I can't wait to hear it. Uh, and I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to bias things a little bit. Uh, somebody talked about Jack's self-rising crust. I was like, Jack's has self-rising crust. This sounds like a terrible idea. Jack's is Jack's. Don't don't get fancy, Jack's. Like, what are you I'm talking about? I'm with you. About? Like, I feel like uh, Tyler and I used to wind up. We would try and hunt for Jack's at five for ten dollars, kind of thing that you know you could just get uh, as cheaply as possible. So, right? Like, yeah. I have not heard of said rising crust from Jack's. I feel like I should try it now, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, your favorite style and brand of frozen pizza? I want to know what it is. Glenn wants to know what it is. We all want to know. Right? Yeah. Warm you up on these cold nights. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, I think. What am I supposed to say? You can find us on dadgab.podbean.com. Check out the Facebook and the always popular Twitter at Dadgab Show. Uh, I think most of the time you can find us on like Google play and Spotify and all that stuff. I know somebody has a problem with one or two of them. I don't know. We need somebody to fix that. Can you fix that? <laughs> you, I am not taking that's, your... that's my day job. Okay, I don't, it's fair. not my evening job. Uh, as luck would say, we will keep the bar stool open for you. Thanks for listening. This presentation of the DadGab Show has been brought to you by the DadGab Network and its parent company, DadGab Entertainment.